This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brunett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program. Brought to you by your Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, we are collectively known as the Caring Place. We're reaching out to the homeless in South Florida by feeding the hungry, caring for the poor and changing lives every day i'm marilyn brummett i am your host today usually you hear my husband reverend ronald brummett open up this wonderful program but i am here and i'm also with leanne navarro Um, i'm the vp of development she is the senior community development associate of course you hear her on this wonderful program every week as well because she does so many of our interviews good morning leanne excited to be here good morning everyone so we get to co-host today yes i love it (laughs) you know sometimes we have to um just uh, as team members we just jump in and we take care of whatever the need is and talking about need um, everybody understands as we have gone through this crisis together as uh, globally as well as a nation uh, we have had to learn to do things differently and that does not uh, exclude uh, the Miami Rescue Mission or Broward Outreach Centers we also have had to learn to do things differently absolutely and one of those things is observing just like everybody else the social distancing the more cleaning I mean we were very clean as it was um, but but now we have to do it even more in so we are lucky of course to have i, I call them Re- yes Re- recovery yeah rapid recovery team <laughs> amazing company i call them ghostbusters yes because they dress <laughs> like you know you feel like they're coming in um to clean everything and they did it for our centers in miami and in broward i mean i'm so thankful and, and it course, was a team effort it was a team effort and then all of our volunteers who are not necessarily able to come in but the many things they're doing yes that's right and you know we we had to get creative with that too leanne because you know um we are known as like volunteer central at all of our (laughs) uh, campuses because we do rely on volunteers to do so much um of what is needed to do um on our campuses but you know with uh, this particular type of crisis we had to make sure they were safe and uh, we are safe and uh, so we could not have the volunteers come on campus but that didn't stop our volunteers they got creative (laughs) we got creative and we came up with ways uh, that they could help what what were some of those ways absolutely and what are some of those ways yes absolutely so everybody knows that staying home can be a time to go through closets and to clean and do deep cleanings yourselves so our volunteers have been collecting uh, clothing hygiene items cleaning supplies uh, non-perishable food items and not only are they collecting in their own homes, but also like from friends and family, and they're bringing it over to our centers. Also sandwiches, they make sandwiches. I always say we cannot have enough of sandwiches because they're, they're coming handy, right? Mm-hmm. Especially sometimes for the outside guests that we feel. So they prepare things at home? Exactly, they prepare things at home. Um, they actually encourage others through social media. You know, something as simple as going into your own social media and talking about us and how you're helping us or how you think we're 
we're doing a great job, right? You're inspiring others to help as well. And my God, the list goes on, but we also have companies. And we had some seamstresses, sewers. I have to give a shout out to Marilyn Purdy if she's listening. (laughs) Uh, She was making face masks and there were some others that were doing the same thing. And uh, boy, they were creative with their face masks too. They, They didn't look just ordinary. And, and we have received such a beautiful amount of masks, not only from our volunteers, but also other companies that have gotten involved. And now we're even giving masks to the outside guests, yes. which before coming to our center, they didn't have Hi, any this is so Marilyn Brummett letting you know during that, the corona uh, crisis, the we are still feeding and, and sheltering cleaning, the homeless you know, and needy. Your financial support is greatly needed. Please go to caringplace.org slash virus, caringplace.org slash virus. Whether it's clothing, household items, even furniture. Uh, you can go to our website, caringplace.org slash spring cleaning. Perfect. And you can fill out all the information. And uh, our thrift store, our industrial division will contact you. We also have reopened um, our thrift store on 7th Avenue. The address is 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. We are practicing social distancing and making sure that people have their masks on and uh, not crowding into the store. But um, that's an essential part of our operation. And uh, those proceeds go back into our program. Do you know, I love to put this uh, statistic out. I almost couldn't say that. Um, 88 cents out of the dollar goes back to program. Which uh, is when pretty, you give to the Miami Rescue Mission. Which is pretty remarkable. And uh, not only the trip store is a wonderful source of revenue, but also our residents, how many of our residents receive some so key elements into uh, customer service, into dealing with the public, into training uh, for a job, right? Because we want them to be independent and succeed after they leave the centers. So, yes, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, and, and talking about volunteers and how much we're going to miss them during our bombastic birthday coming up uh, on June 3rd, I mean, this is one thing. I've been missing the volunteers all along, but the bombastic birthday, we have to do it. Uh, we have to still celebrate the birthdays for all of our Yeah, we residents. do this every June. Every single year. We make it a fantastic birthday party for all of, whether they're residential, homeless with yes. us, men, women, and children, or outside. Now, we have to do it a little bit different for the outside guests, but we're going to do it. Correct. And, and we are excited, and I know our volunteers, I mean, they cannot wait to see how they can help, even from a distance. Um, and I want to invite our community. I mean, after all, if you decide to make a donation and help us, we will send you the beautiful pictures of our residents, our guests receiving birthday cakes, cupcakes, the candles, the happy birthday. Singing. If you want to, you know, donate that the actual bombastic birthday party will be on June the 3rd. So yes. we need all these things before that time. Um, if you want to give gifts that would be given out, whether that's um, socks or um, clothing. Um, when we do a birthday party, though it's like Christmas, we give out new, new items. items. Mm-hmm. Not to say we won't take your gently used items, but we do not give that out on the bombastic birthday party. These yes. are going to be new items because when it's a birthday, we want to make sure that it's, it's a new item that Correct. that person feels loved. Birthday cards, even if you have a group that could make birthday cards, uh, we give those out as well. So every person gets a personalized birthday. We'll put their 
their name on there. You just need to give us the card and sign it. And and for those parents that are doing homeschooling, maybe involve your children into, hey, let's do like a side project. Children love that. I mean, we have And they love the homemade cards. They they really love them. So if you want to get involved with any of that or, or, you know, help in any way possible. And see, we and then we claim volunteer hours for all this that you're doing, whether you're doing spring cleaning at home, making birthday cards, um, baking, you know, whatever you're doing, we're going to put that down as volunteer time because that's that's very important to us. As I fill out for grants and things like that, they want to know how many volunteers you have, how many hours, and I'll say, you know, they want to know in the time frame. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have any volunteer hours right now to to talk about, but I do. Yes. Because we've been so creative. And even uh, our two groups, Girlfriends for Girlfriends and Cover Girls, Girlfriends have been going out and visiting um, our past graduates, giving them Mother's Day baskets, food baskets. Um, I could tell you story after story how needed that was. And it keeps the Girlfriends uh, group knowing that they are important as they can help these women stay empowered. And, of course, the Cover Girls are tutoring the children mm. via zoom conference oh my goodness so they're helping with homework with school work i mean it could be a challenge yeah. uh, to help the children with so much homework and if you want to help with a birthday the bombastic yes. birthday go to caringplace.org slash birthday now if you're doing the spring cleaning then go to caringplace.org slash spring cleaning i don't know if i should i give one more <laughs> if you want to help in anything that has to do with the crisis and the virus and that basically is the food that we give out to the homeless. You can go to caringplace.org slash virus. Now listen, just go to caringplace.org and you're going to find an easy way to give. We're just giving you some special landing pages there. Well, don't turn that dial. Leanne, you're going to be interviewing a girlfriend for girlfriend telling how they're still continuing to help our abused women and children that have graduated the program. They're not abused anymore, but they're being empowered and you're going to have a great interview. We'll be back in just a moment with more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. I have with us today our wonderful Liz Espinosa, a wonderful, wonderful lady. Liz, good morning. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Leanne. It's a pleasure to join all of you this morning. Oh my God, Liz, I'm so happy because I know you do so much. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how, you know, when did you join the Miami Rescue Mission and in what capacity? I have been with the Girlfriends for Girlfriends for approximately seven years since their inception. We were the first focus group of the Miami Rescue Mission and we've grown extremely. And I'm very proud to say I'm currently the chairperson of that group. We help our graduates once they graduate we, we help them with raising funds for affordable housing for them and their children. And we're constantly in contact with them, seeing if there are any other things that they need. And um, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just so close to my heart because I myself was a victim of domestic violence many years ago. And this is my way of giving back to the community. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that you have told me this before, and I know you have a 
a heart for dealing with women and children and for helping them. And I know you know that I'm, I'm the leader for the Cover Girls uh, here in Miami and Broward. Uh, but the Girlfriends for Girlfriends, it, the difference, the big difference, if I have to explain uh, before, between Cover Girls and Girlfriends for Girlfriends, is that Cover Girls help women while they are at the center. And then Girlfriends for Girlfriends, they take over once the women, just like Liz said, once they leave the center, right, we don't want them to feel abandoned. We don't want them to feel that they don't have the support because after all, a lot of the women that graduate from our centers, sometimes they don't have any family and that's what got them to be homeless to begin with. Uh, so the Girlfriends for Girlfriends, pretty much they take over and, and they say, you know what, we're here for you. Tell me about the things that you guys do to make sure that they feel that love. What we do as a group, we have amongst ourselves, we have housewarming parties where we get together and uh, tell other people about our group. And we collect uh, from our list of items that the women may need. We have a party and now we're doing them virtually. So they're to get their friends together and they donate items that the women may need like towels, pots, things for their new homes. A lot of these women are starting from nothing. They are eternally grateful for everything that we give them. And, and that's besides sitting down with them and having a cup of coffee or talking to them or, you know, listening to their struggles in their new life outside of the mission, outside of the, the shelter, right? So how wonderful to see that they're independent. But of course, the struggles for many continue even after they leave the center. So if you want to uh, join Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth, Liz, we call you Liz, right? Everybody calls you Liz. I'm sorry. Uh, but if you you want to join Liz and the rest of the Girlfriends for Girlfriends, I really, really encourage you to do so. Uh, now they're meeting via Zoom, like uh, Liz mentioned, because of course, you know, we have to observe the social distancing. social distancing. We have to be very careful. We have to keep everybody safe. Uh, but before, I remember that you guys used to meet almost every month, if not every month. Correct. Uh, yes, we could meet the second Tuesday of every month. And that's that's amazing because not only is a we're planning for the future, but it's also even a bonding. It's, it's a wonderful relationship among the women that are helping other women. You know, thank you so much for uplifting them, uh, for going to to take them what they need. Because I know you guys call them on the phone. Hey, what is it that you need? So yes, that we can yes, try to get I have it them. A lot of them, I have them on speed dial. Right. <laughs> they call me up. They're like, Liz, I just got a text today. I need a microwave. I love Different it. things. They need clothes. Uh, the first call I got was one from our former graduates from like a year and a half ago, two years ago. The first thing is she's like, Liz, I need food. Wow. And I, I got it as soon as I could to her. I said, Nancy, don't worry. You will never go hungry with us. You just let me know what you need. I love it. I love it. I mean, all that just fills me with, with joy because, again, I know um, that, you know, it doesn't end by just getting out of the center. Sometimes there are many challenges that they have to face uh, with their Correct. children. So we, we never want them to to fail again, to feel like they, they're failing. We want them to be successful. And, and you guys are such a big, big part of that. Tell me about some of the reactions from the girlfriends. And, and let me remind all of our listeners, this is a group of women. 
that are volunteers. This is people that are not being paid for what they're doing. Uh, Liz, I thank you once again. If I don't thank you at least seven times during this call, please forgive me. <laughs> okay. Uh, because we do you, it out of love. <laughs> you do. You do. You do it out of love. You do it because you really genuinely care uh, for women and children uh, out there. So tell me about some of the reactions from the girlfriends. They absolutely are love it because it's we show them how to empower themselves once they get out and they're so happy when they get their gifts that they feel that they're not forgotten right but what about the girlfriends what about you guys you the ones going to their houses how do you guys feel what have you heard from the other girlfriends oh we absolutely enjoy every moment that we go uh, we, it, it fills your heart with so much love and we pray over them, over their new homes and uh, that, you know, that they always have a new, they always have a shelter, that they've come so far yes. and uh, it, it feels great. It feels great amongst us to go different, different groups of us go different times, you know, some of us, but we try to coordinate it to at least have two to three of us together. But with this pandemic, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. But we try to reach out to as many of them as possible. I have to tell you, I received an email. Actually, I was included um, because, of course, you know, we document all of the service hours. And um, I believe the girlfriend's name is Lysel, and I could be saying her name wrong, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but I remember the email, and she said, the eagle has landed. I mean, she was so happy to be able to pick up the gifts that we had. This was actually for Mother's Day, because you know that we had very special yes, baskets, baskets made for Mother's yes. Day. And when I saw the email, the way, I mean, you could feel the enthusiasm and the happiness in just the email which is I'm not even talking to her but I'm feeling it it's, it's, it's kind of like a Correct. vibe that is actually coming Correct. through the email that she was so happy to be able to spread that joy uh, to this mom right that you know it's Mother's Day there is a pandemic going Correct. on we cannot go anywhere and how do you make them feel loved and celebrated so the girlfriend said we're here we're present we're doing it so I have to thank you so much because I, I know that you are such a great motivator for everyone in the group um, no, I try my best you know because I'm a hands-on person and I just love what I do I, I, I don't think twice <laughs> get in the car let's go let's go let's do this because and, I know uh, you personally where they come to I, I know you personally, and I know that that's exactly who you are. Um, I, I go back to our gala uh, from last year. My God, you're such a mover and a shaker, and, and we really, really appreciate you, Liz. Uh, for all of those uh, out there that want to know more about Girlfriends for Girlfriends, uh, if you're curious about meeting Liz in person and getting really the the energy that she'll actually pass on to you to help the women and children i want you to go to our website caringplace.org slash g the number four g so g4g girlfriends for girlfriends uh, but the website is caringplace.org slash g the number four g and and liz again i mean continue to do exactly what you're doing uh we Thank love you. you we love you for it i know you do so many other things uh in your personal life but yet you find the time to help others so for yes. that for that we're grateful thank you 
thank you so much for joining us today. And and you heard it here. If you want to help women and children, uh, victims of domestic uh, violence and abuse, and also victims of homelessness, uh, please uh, do not uh, hesitate to give us a call or reach out to us via the web. Thank you, Liz. We love you, and we thank you thank once you. again. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Reach Centers. I'm so excited. We have with us today our wonderful, our very own Patricia McFoy, our faith liaison for Miami and Broward. Welcome, Patricia. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so great to um, be able to be on the radio and to speak to our listeners to let them know of what is happening. You know, (laughs) I mean, one of the things that we have been talking about nonstop is the new reality for everyone, right? This is a worldwide pandemic. Uh, COVID-19 has affected many people's lives and the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Reach Centers were not the exception, right? And, And so you are the faith liaison for our centers, Patricia. Tell us, tell us what you guys are doing, the Faith Partners. I mean, this wonderful group of people that give so much and do so much. What are you guys up to now? Yes, definitely. First first and foremost, I want to say that we do miss our Faith Partners and, of course, our volunteers. Um, we truly miss uh, seeing everyone on campus and um, just seeing everyone together serving um, those that are in need. Um, however, with our Faith Department, um, we have... Um, taken some steps or um, um, have uh, provided different opportunities of ways that we can still keep um, our faith partners engaged. So what we have been doing, um, this has mostly been happening uh, at our Broad Outreach Centers, uh, not so much in Miami. However, we've been doing virtual worship services. So, um, I mean, it's been such a blessing um, since we started that. So what we've been doing, we've been asking our faith partners, our pastors, our churches to record messages um, or a whole service, pre-record it, send it out to us, and we still have our services for our residents. So it's been such a blessing to be able to do that. And in Miami, we have been having our uh, uh, wonderful guest services, our case managers still conducting um, our chapel services um, um uh, in Miami for the residents. So this is what we're doing right now. We've also started our prayer, our Zoom prayer time. Every Friday, we do have our Zoom prayer time. Um, and um, it's from 6 o'clock to about uh, 6.30 p.m. And we've been doing it for the past three weeks now. And it's been absolutely a blessing um, just to see everyone um, is still able to come together. You know, we still find ways to come together and not only to come together just to chat, but to be able to pray for one another and even be able to see each other. So, I mean, it's, um, it, it's hard, but at the same time, we are finding ways that we can still be engaged. Absolutely. And I know that your faith partners, um, you know, all these giving partners that we have, they they continue to come to our centers to drop off donations. I mean, you name it, they do it. I know that you will be soon. Uh, We are in the midst of planning Bombastic Birthday, but shortly after uh, we do our wonderful Father's Day celebration. And it's all about Bombastic Birthday now, of course, but if, yes. if you want to get in, in touch with Patricia McFoy, if you want to know more about the Faith Department and what we're doing uh, to give hope 
uh, to the homeless and the hungry and our residents and men, women, children, uh, you'll go to our website. And Patricia, can you give us the landing page where everyone can reach out to you uh, directly that way? Absolutely. You can go to www.caringplace.org. And all my information should be on there. Um, if you send any question, it will come directly to me. Again, that website is www.caringplace.org slash faith. My phone number is also 305-572-2007. You can also reach me at that number. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for all that you do. I know you are. I, I know you for so many years now, and I know you really genuine when it comes to praying and con connecting with all of our faith partners. So thank you so much for doing that because we need prayer now more than ever. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's a joy to always speak with you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and once again, this is really, so many people tell me, the favorite part of our program where we get to listen to a story of life change um, a journey that people have taken and uh, many times it starts out bad but one thing that we have learned uh, that with God there is always hope and I have with me today I have Richard sitting right across from me he's got a nice black uh, long sleeve uh, shirt on with a wonderful tie and Richard thank you for taking the time and also just being able to say I'm going to share my story you're welcome. Well, Richard, can we go back in time uh, to maybe your childhood and uh, tell us, did you have um, a dysfunctional family, a good family? What what kind of family life did you have? Well, I, I figure I had a terrible childhood because I was an abandoned child. You know, I, I never knew my mother, and uh, I was taken from my father at the age of seven by the DCF program, mm -hmm. and I had to grow up in the foster homes. And I just became a very hate, hate. I hated everybody and everything around me because I couldn't stand seeing other people with family and mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters. And, uh, you know, I just became very hateful, very hateful. Mm. And so where did that actually lead you then? Well, after I, from 7 to 16, I stayed in the foster homes and then I decided to run away at the age of 16. And I found myself living on the South Beach Pier in a sleeping bag mm -hmm. for actually a few years. And from there, I was like, you know, something has to be done. And I figured, you know, going into the drug life was something to be done, you know. You know, I was taken in by some people off the, off the pier to, to their home over there. They lived on the island, you know, and, and I didn't know that they lived on the islands because they were drug people. Mm. And I blended into that life, and uh, that's where I wound up in the drug world. And uh, it just cost me dearly. It cost me a lot, you know. So uh, you were you were part of that world, and you worked in it, and you did uh, what they said to do, right? Yeah, well, I didn't actually do what they said to do. I wound up doing what the uh, judge said to do. So I wound up going to prison at least five times for about 26 years of my life. And, you know, it's just, I, I couldn't get nothing going, you know. I couldn't get a woman. I couldn't get a family. I couldn't get a house. I couldn't get anything going, mm. you know. And I was started going into programs. I figured after a while, I'm already 56 years old now, and I was going into these programs, and I'm thinking maybe these could help me out. Maybe this is the way out. And 
you know, I used to have a lot of faith in the the uh, NA and AA, you know, situation because mm-hmm. I thought those books could save a person's life, but they really couldn't save me mm. for some reason. And you know, I was in a program and I met this person that went through the mission, and they told me, uh, you know, they went through there around 17, 18 years ago. And he told me, I'm going to take you somewhere that if you could complete this, you're going to make it in life. Wow. And he wound up bringing me to the mission. And I was like, you're taking me to this place? This place feeds people. That's all I knew it was for, people from the street coming there eating. Yes. You know, because I've been in Miami all my life. And I wound up at the mission some kind of way, and here I am today. And you found out there was more than just eating then. Oh, yes, I'm actually finding it out now, you know. Okay, well, um, we're going to take a short break here, and we're going to come back with the rest of your story, and we're going to find out what what did happen as you enter the doors of the mission and find out there is more than just three meals and shelter at night. There is a regeneration program. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Richard's. Well, I'm back with Richard, and uh, he is in the midst of his story. And his story is, um, you know, when I when I talk to different ones that have come into the mission, I I, I do not know what they're going to say. I do not know the story uh, behind the man until we're right here in the studio. And so as I listen, it's hard for me sometimes not to cry while um, I'm, I'm listening to the story. So, Richard, you really had the, the, the bad hand that was dealt in life. Um, didn't get off to a good start at all, being brought up in foster home and then taken over by uh, being brought up in a drug family and uh, in and out of prison. So all of a sudden... You talk to somebody who uh, tells you many years ago my life was changed when I went through the Miami Rescue Mission, and they actually take you here. But the only thing you ever knew about it was uh, they feed people. And uh, so now you're in the regeneration program. Tell me, what are you experiencing in that? Well, I walked in there, and, and, and uh, the first actually couple of a few weeks, I hated everything about it because I just didn't want to be part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. They told me it's a Bible-based program, and that wasn't my thing, the Bible, you know? Mm-hmm. I've never studied it, never read it, never really paid attention to it. And I remember after the first week there, like seven days went by, and I attended this group somebody runs there called Making of a Man. And uh, the, the counselor that ran it said, uh, I'd like to hear from you. And you know, I says, no, that's okay. I don't. I'm a no, no, no. Can can let's hear from you. I said, okay. I I told him about my my childhood and my upbringing, and that I blamed everything on God for what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's always easy to blame someone else than ourselves. You know, it's hard to blame that person in the mirror. Mm. And uh, I was sitting in the chapel the next day. And, you know, I was listening to some of the preachers that come in and out of the mission and they give the word. And I pictured myself in the universe looking at earth. And I said, did man really put that there? How is that possible? 
So I'm just trying to come to some realization that there's other than, you know, there is a power greater than me out there somewhere that needs to be recognized. And, you know, I got to take responsibility for the fact that we make our own decisions in life. And no matter who knows how it's going to turn out, we still make it what we make it. And that's what happened to me. I made it what I made it. And, you know, I'm starting to just, you know, feel different. You know, I got a Bible now, and, I, you know, I'm starting to read it some here and there, and I already know now at least it has 66 books in it, and there's, <laughs> there's some things I'm learning there. There's some things I'm learning. Wow. And there's a lot that's pertaining to me specifically, I notice, in there. So I'm just trying to open my eyes. Mind you, I've been leaving the, the mission every day since I got there, but I'm still there. Amen. So I pray to God I'll be there tomorrow, too. Well, I wish that we had more time to continue to talk. Richard, you're very articulate. I want you to know that. You have a wonderful radio voice as well. And uh, you really can, you you can just say it where people can understand what you're trying to convey. I believe there's someone listening right now uh, that needed to hear the words that you just shared. And maybe they're thinking the same thing that you're thinking. Um, Don't give up. Uh, I believe with all my heart that God is there, that uh, there is a bigger control, and um, we're just going to pray. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for all the others that come into these doors, that they find their purpose in life and uh, be able to go on and be empowered. Thank you, Richard. We're going to have you back. I know that for sure. You're going to come back, and you're going to share more of your story. God bless you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that testimony of Richard. I like to emphasize each and every time when you hear these testimonies, these are real men and women that have come into our centers, hopeless, lost, hurting, sometimes suicidal, and just thinking all is lost and thinking this is the worst place to come. But Leanne, sometimes that's not the truth. It is the best place to come listen after being here for quite a while i mean i've seen so many transformations and i have to highlight our education center right now because i just met someone the other day through a zoom uh, conference call that we were doing oh our reach focus group absolutely who couldn't meet yeah but they didn't let it go no they decided let's have a zoom meeting and encourage our guys to keep trying yes yes and, and I, what happened and i met a guy who I, I think i've seen him but i never really talked to him directly resident right uh one of our residents and uh late 50s right and now he's trying to get his ged which is you know the high school diploma equivalent and um he tells me he's studying for three hours because it could be challenging you know at his age and I'm like, wow, that is so encouraging because that's what we're all about. It's about do not give up, okay? Anything and everything that you want to do, this is a fresh start. So if you didn't get a chance to study, if you didn't get a chance to make it right with your family, maybe we're giving you that opportunity to take it from here and, and, and succeed. So, yes. And, they, and, you know, they were used to the volunteers coming into the education yes. center, actually sitting with them sometimes one-on-one, even though they do most of their studies on the computer, but sometimes they need that one-on-one. But you yes. were telling me a story that before the Zoom meeting yes. of our 
volunteer reach education focus group. (laughs) Uh, Some of them said, hey, I'll be on that Zoom meeting. There was a gentleman that came into the Ed Center and you said, oh, my, he was not in a good place. Yes, he actually he came crying. I'm not kidding you. I'm not exaggerating. He was crying. He told me, uh, please do not put me on the spot. I don't feel like talking. He was having issues with his um, uh, baby's mother. And so he's sharing all this with me. And I told him, you know what, just sit here listen to the feedback the volunteers were ready to give so wonderful feedback things to do during COVID-19 and it wasn't even halfway through when you could see how everyone talking you know the residents the volunteers the back and forth you could see that he completely changed Mm. I mean every it was kind of like I was like I can't believe it and then all of a sudden he's signaling to me that he wants to speak and I'm like okay um so anyway but that's all but see that's what a volunteer does yes and we yes. we know that as the volunteers have come on campus yes. over the years but then we were like well now what's going to happen because now the volunteers can't come on right but now you've been doing these zoom meetings and you did zoom with the children and your cover girls correct. to help with homework correct uh, our cover girls actually they're they're constantly reaching out to see how they can help with homework and that day we were lucky to 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 have the, that wonderful group well once again before we close here let's give some of those websites if yes. you can help a financial gift if you want to help with a birthday celebration coming up on june 3rd uh that go to caringplace.org birthday if you're doing a spring cleaning uh go to caringplace.org spring cleaning you can put in all your information our trucks will come out and pick up and if you want to help uh specifically be- because of the virus um, and that's really with meals and all the things that go along with that uh, you can go to caringplace.org slash virus so these are all the ways that you can help and of course Leanne I know you want to be contacted if anybody wants to volunteer creatively off campus we're, yes. we're, we're, we're coming <laughs> up we even have people that are sewing uh, the mass and we have uh, other people doing other things the birthday thing we, we're going to need uh, cakes Um, You can donate ice cream, birthday cards. (laughs) So if if it's a financial gift, go to caringplace.org slash birthday. If it's an intangible gift, then uh, go to caringplace.org and just uh, hit volunteer. Okay, well, thank you once again. This is Marilyn Brummett. I am with Leanne Navarro, and we are so glad that you joined us for Mission Possible, the good news program. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as the Caring Place www.caringplace.org.